Hey everyone, welcome back to the Potter's House, the podcast where we discuss how biblical topics, church life, and current events impact our everyday lives. My name is Marcus Ionescu and I am your host, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Jason Koshman. Jason, how's it going, man? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on here. Thank you so much for supporting and listening. Um, I truly cherish your kind words and encouragements uh, regarding this project that I started, and I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, man. It's such a great thing that you're doing, such a powerful kind of way that you're using the platform to, to talk about these issues and to talk about things you know that we deal with all the time, and also relating it to, to our lives as Christians is such a beautiful thing. So, great job thank you so much and thank you for in advance of uh our conversation that we're going to have today so uh before we get uh started on this topic and before we jump right in uh why don't you give us a brief introduction about yourself so uh people can get to a little get to know you a little bit better yeah so my name is jason koshman um i'm romanian american born and raised here in orange county california best place on earth yep um i uh, i serve at emmanuel church of god here in anaheim california I serve in music, so I started playing the cello since I was six years old, picked up the trombone, guitar. Uh, now I'm a worship leader uh, at my church and also serve uh, in youth ministry. And funny, I mean, you're, I feel like you're downplaying the whole worship leader thing, because when I think like Emmanuel Church, I like, I, I just see your face on it. I just, I feel like you've been leading that worship team for like a decade, man. I'm pro- it's probably true, right? You've been there for quite some time. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've been leading worship since pretty much high school, end of yeah, high there you school, go. throughout college. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something I just really love to do. And it's one of the passions that God's given me for music. And I definitely think it's one of the talents that God's blessed you with because uh, I, I truly like look up to you as a worship leader and it's it's awesome when you're leading a set and it's, I don't know, I just find it really uplifting, encouraging, and uh, it's it's really it's a, typically a really good time of worship as we saw uh, a month ago uh, at the big LA gathering that we had uh, in early August so um, yeah I mean that's that's great it's glad I'm glad to have you on here um, as we jump into this topic today we're going to talk about the biblical community when it comes to what the Bible says what scripture says how we should we as Christians should fellowship together and then we're going to add a different scope to it we're going to add our Romanian American uh, uh, flavor to it, basically what we've experienced as we've grown up in this community, not only here locally in Orange County, California, but um, across the United States, across the world as well. So Jason, I'm gonna let you start us off and yeah, we'll, we'll continue as we go. Yeah, I mean, I think community is so important as Christians, um, just, you know, getting plugged in when you, when you first get to know Jesus, but then also, um, it's a really super important part of your spiritual growth as well. You know, you can't be in a relationship with Jesus and say, uh, you know, I love Jesus, but I'm not going to read my Bible or say, I love Jesus, but I'm not going to pray. I mean, I think it's the same thing with community and being a part of a church or a part of a group of believers. You know, you have to live in fellowship with God's people. And I think that's a really um, important kind of topic and, and idea, but also um, I think it's something that we as a, as a remaining community and as a church community, I think as a whole do pretty well. Um, and I kind of just wanted to go over kind of some of the biblical aspects of community, what a biblical community looks like and some of our experiences, I think. Perfect. And uh, I think you're going to reference mostly that passage in Acts chapter two. Is that correct? Yeah. So Acts chapter two is such a beautiful kind of, it's a, such a beautiful passage where 
you know, after the, the experience in the upper room, um, the church starts growing and growing and growing and news is spreading about what Jesus did, how he conquered death, how, you know, he's been just spreading all over. Um, and my passage is going to be from Acts chapter 2. And uh, Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 46. Um, and I'm just going to read it real quick. So it says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food and glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. It's such a great passage where it kind of like hallmarks what fellowship and what community is. Um, you know, community is a, is a fellowship where we as the body of Christ become a part of each other's lives with the intention of making each other better, with the intention of growing spiritually. Um, it's a place where we can be healed, a place where we can be supported, a place where we can serve one another. It's also a place like we see in, uh, in 1 Corinthians where we can celebrate together and cry together. Um, but, you know, being a part of a community requires commitment. It requires compassion and also requires growth. Absolutely. And I, I truly like this passage. And we see this as the beginning of the church, right? Jesus came down. He gathered his disciples, performed miracles. He conducted his ministry for about three and a half years. He was crucified, resurrected, uh, came back for a short while, and then he ascended to heaven. And when he ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit comes down, and that's when you have these disciples answering the Great Commission that Jesus had called them to do. And they're going out two by two, spreading the gospel. And they're spreading to not only like in, in their base over there in Jerusalem, but other parts of the world, other pagan parts of the world where they're just preaching Jesus. And we see so many times, especially in the book of Acts. And I like Acts because it's not necessarily doctrine. It's it's more his, uh, it's history. It's mm -hmm. a historical account of what the early disciples and early church uh, went through uh, after Jesus ascended to heaven. But uh, we see here in this passage as this church is growing, um, over here in verse 42 says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers and uh awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles so it's these guys who were with jesus for three and a half years they learned everything that they could they received the baptism of the holy spirit and now they're going off teaching other people i think that's what we as a community this that's what we as a church need to look at that's what we need to model or we should be uh, that should be our model going forward as as a community so uh, what are your thoughts on that uh, is that something that really inspires you as, as well yeah i mean you know it reminds me of that that verse in john 13 verse 35 where it, it, it says by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another and i really feel like these uh, this community especially a christ-centered community which is very important is rooted on that love that we have for one another you know based upon the love that jesus showed for us on the cross and, um, you know, it's, again, like, it's a place where, where people can be healed, supported, and serve one another. And, and it's such an important part of becoming a Christian is that community. You know, like the Bible says, like, iron sharpens iron. You know, when you become a believer, when you become to know, you, when you come to know Jesus, getting plugged in and, and seeing and, and having fellowship with one another 
I think just really helps you grow spiritually. And it's one of the things that, that we do super well, I think, in the Romanian community, you know, with, you know, growing up in the Romanian community, we, um, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate that we go to a lot of uh, funerals. Yep. We also go to a lot of weddings. Mm -hmm. We go to a lot of graduation parties. We go to a lot of, you know, uh, so many different events, you know? Yeah. And what's funny and what I think when you, when you just said that, what, what immediately came to mind was like my life back in high school where, I mean, I had like a small group of friends in high school, um, who, who were from the school and I would never hang out with them outside of high school. I would outside of school hours, I would never hang out. And they would ask me like, you know, like, what do you do all day? I'm like, like, bro, dude, I have other friends, like friends that I grew up with that I'd rather hang out with than you, no offense. Um, but it's it's funny that we um, we prioritize this community so much. And like you said, like funerals, for example, we whenever there's a local funeral here in Southern California, it's typically all the churches coming together. And I know uh, like the orchestra, right? There's members of the orchestra from each church who come together and, you know, play some songs. Um, weddings, also a big thing. Uh, and then baby dedications after that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's so many things that we can benefit from here and uh, so many things that I think we take for granted that we don't realize. And um, I've been, I've, I've visit time from time American churches and I see, you know, individuals there. I've talked to individuals. I've talked to uh, certain uh, Americans who attend those churches and I'm, there's nothing like the Romanian community out there right now. And I'm not even saying that about the American church. I'm saying that about any other ethnic church in the United States of America. I've never seen something like the Romanian community. And I don't know. I, I just think that's something that's, that's something that we take for granted and something that um, we need to use more to our advantage. Totally. You know, First Corinthians chapter 12, if one part suffers, every part suffers. If one part honors, every part rejoices with it. We're the body of Christ, you know? So when we come together as the body of Christ, it's such a beautiful thing because we all contribute to the body of Christ. So we, we cry together, we laugh together, we rejoice together. And I think in that aspect, just like the disciples when when everybody, you know, the, the Bible says that, that in the early church that everybody sold everything that they had and they redistributed it to everybody, made sure that everybody had everything they needed and nobody was in need. I really think that's such a, a, a testament to, to, to the love of Christ in the early church. And I think that just by the fact of just being here and participating in, in, our, in our own community, um, is something so powerful and we get to show the love of Christ to those people who who really need who really need that Yeah, and Galatians 6 2 like you said you we, we bear uh, one another's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ Hebrews 10 uh, 24 25 and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near so we see so many times sprinkled in the New Testament uh, almost in every epistle um, especially what Paul is saying that we need to bear each other's burdens. We need to lift each other up. We need to encourage one another because he's seeing as an outsider at these individual churches across the, um, that whole geographical area. Um, and he's seeing how they struggle. And one common thread we see amongst all the churches that he's writing to is the disunity mm -hmm. and the fact that the community is struggling. The fact that there's, there are certain individuals that are struggling in the community is not doing anything to help them out. Or um, there are people who need encouraging, people that need to be shown love, people who need discipleship, which is another big thing. So um, that's something that 
that's very imperative to the church, especially for the survival of the church, uh, not only in times of prosperity, but in, in difficult times such as we're living in right now. We need people to uh, keep watch of their of their members. We need the pastors to keep watch of their flock yeah. because um, if there's not sound doctrine uh, being preached at the church, if there's not uh, a love shown to the members, uh, they may be I don't, they may be influenced in the wrong way and they may uh, conform to the ways of this world, which is uh, very dangerous, especially um, with these uh, liberal undertones that are being pushed in not only politics, but education systems and yeah. uh, even churches today. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw there was this quote the other day, uh, I think it was two, two days ago, and uh, Timothy, Pastor Timothy Keller is a someone who I look up to, I've read a couple of his books, actually just one of his books, um, but I, you know, I've, I've looked into some of his sermons and his teachings, uh, and he posted this quote saying, it wasn't a quote, it was him saying something, he was like, the church needs to make room for more political differences, and that's it, end quote. And he said that, and I was like, and I was thinking, I'm like, wait, hold up, what kind of political differences? Yeah. That, that, that's, a dangerous, that's a dangerous statement. I mean, there's one thing to argue about, taxes but there's so right now in politics it's it's not republican versus democrat it's moral versus immoral yeah and that was a very dangerous statement and uh to my delight i saw a lot of comments um challenging that like whoa wait pastor pastor timothy um what do you mean by that because there are certain that can that can be skewed in another way so um i think yeah, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about that quote? Because I think that's something that's very dangerous, especially when you have uh, such an overbearing reach uh, to other communities. Yeah, I mean, I think that quote is so vague, it's kind of hard to like agree or disagree with it, kind yeah. of. It's like just kind of out there. Um, but I, I mean, in one way, you know, we need we should as a church be accepting of people and leading them to christ you Amen. know with the yeah. ultimate goal of 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 christ being shown and them giving their lives to jesus well at the same time the church really needs i feel like to take a stand against certain things like you mentioned like moral versus immoral and that's one of the the the, the awesome things about the church community is that you know we might be all separate but coming together for a huge thing to 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 affect change even in politics in government wherever we are i think is such a uh, uh, de- demonstrates kind of the power of the church and the power that that christ has within within the church um like for example you know like um this whole thing i know we were dealing with it in california about how you know singing in churches was banned mm-hmm. All of these things, all of a sudden, like we can't meet together, you know, gatherings were banned, everything was banned. And at, at a certain point, you know, you understand to a certain point, but then um, we reached that and I'm pretty sure you guys reached it too, where it's like, okay, now you're kind of infringing on our, on our right to worship the Lord. Um, and it's just so important to see, and it's really encouraging to see all of these churches kind of coming together and saying, no, you know we have a duty to to worship our lord we have a duty to worship our god and and we have uh this calling to 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 give praise to our lord no matter what what happens and we do need to take a stand and i'm glad we did in this situation i'm glad we did in past situations and um i mean we'll 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 put a we'll put a pin in this because this is a, a totally different topic but um as i as i'm wrapping up this this politics thing what I saw some people comment saying, no, we need to make room for Jesus, not for poli- for differences mm. in politics. Yeah. And then another person said, a churches shouldn't endorse, you know, certain 
political candidates. I know we do in Rest Romanians, but that's just that's just our thing. Uh, but like bigger churches who um, who basically reach out to a lot more different people uh, shouldn't endorse political candidates, but they should condemn the evil practices uh, if a certain party uh, in, promotes that or practices it. So um, that was the point that was being made, and that's the thing that wasn't addressed. Like, yeah, we make room for political differences, but are you are you condoning or are you condemning the practices that a certain political party practices, promotes, and uh, preaches? Yeah, the most important thing we can do is just to vote our Christian beliefs. Absolutely, yeah. Vote our beliefs, like regardless of who's running, whatever, regardless of whose face, you know, they plaster on the wall as representative vote christian principles and christian beliefs and christian ideals absolutely and more information about that can be found in our eighth episode the political christian guest guested by joshua dewey so if you guys want to check that out go ahead um as we continue i think you're on track you were you were mentioning uh, something about um the churches particularly the remaining church coming together in times of need and to- when we needed each other and i think the one thing that we talked about off air was the whole uh Bonario case which happened a few years back so you want to talk to talk to us a little bit about that yeah i mean i think that was such a really pivotal moment i think like in our community not just nationwide but i think worldwide really where you know this family was treated unjustly by the government and you know took their children away because of certain religious beliefs at the end of the day um and it was just so amazing to see how the remaining community kind of banded together and marcus i'm pretty sure you were there too like all the protests that we did like in san francisco there was Mm -hmm. one at every single like embassy i think in the united states or close to that you know there was like a protest going on and it was romanians from all different types of churches Romanians from everywhere across the world just coming together and saying, you know, we as a community don't agree with with this thing. And we don't agree with this this policy that, that and this thing that was done. I just think that's such a testament to, to how important, you know, community is. And when one part of the body suffers, no matter like, I personally, I didn't know that family personally, you mm-hmm. know. I'm pretty sure a lot of us didn't know that family personally. They're but from Norway, so 99% of the people who yeah. protested did not know the family yeah. personally, yeah. But it's like, it's that idea where like, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a Romanian, this is a Romanian family in need halfway across the world. Like, it just hits differently, you know? And that's what I think community is all about. It's when you can be with each other in times of trouble, and even though like you may not know the person 100%, you know, there's room for, for prayer, for praying and fasting. That's another thing we as Romanians do. You know, like we hear a brother that's going through something, no worries, I'm gonna pray and fast for you. You know, and like there's prayer chains and there's people fasting day in and day out. And uh, to my understanding and to my memory, that whole Bonario case was the first time, I mean, to my, like I said, to my memory that we had this worldwide protest, a worldwide coming together of, uh, followers of Christ from all over different parts of the world connected through our Romanian heritage, uh, even some non-Romanians. And we stood up for something that was wrong for a family that was in need, like you said. And it was amazing to see, you know, th- we had the local protests. I think it was April 16th, I believe it was like 2016, uh, in that ballpark uh, where we had local protests all over the country. And then we had the big protest in San Francisco, which I was there. We actually, I have a picture. We're in the same picture together. <laughs> I think we took the same car up there, right? I think so. Yeah, too, we did. Yeah. We did that. Um, and then uh, we had that big thing where we, I think, what would it be, March, like 
three miles around all of San Francisco. Yeah, that's which um, I mean they they closed down streets. There were thousands. I think there were thousands of us there. Yeah, and it was it was something that I've never seen before, and I think that's something that people in general have never seen before. Yeah. So it was so amazing to see us all come together for one cause for for one you know one family in all the way in Norway who had you know, family members in Chicago, um, and then we all banded together for for their support and um, something you ju- like you just mentioned about prayer and fasting. What I like what I like about the Iranian community is the the openness and the vulnerability we have with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, if a brother has something, is going through a certain trial, going through a certain tribulation, um, typically, you know, he or she uh, is comfortable bringing it up before their brothers and sisters, bringing it up before the pastor, the elders, so that the church and the leadership can intercede for them in prayer and in fasting. So that's something that, to be honest, I don't see in a lot of individualistic cultures as we um, have around here in the United States. Uh, but I think it's a huge benefit, yeah. uh, especially to what um, what the Bible calls us to do when we intercede for one another. I mean, we can't intercede if we don't know if our brother is in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. I and mean, we can always pray for them, pray for the well-being, pray for the um, the strengthening of the community. But if we don't know an individual's problems, we can't specifically intercede for that person so so what are your thoughts on that yeah i mean that's that's very well put marcus um i think being a part of a really healthy community requires you to invest in that community it requires you to to become vulnerable to open up like we mentioned before with the prayer and and fasting requires you to be vulnerable in your sorrows but also in your joys and rejoicing like we want to hear those praise reports too. We want to hear your successes and your testimonies of how God has worked in your life as well. And at the same time, you know, being a part of this com- of a community, you have to really open up your heart mm-hmm. to that. And you have to really kind of opening up to growth can also be uncomfortable because there's a lot of accountability absolutely yeah and that's like that's like my number one thing accountability and the one thing that kind of i put ahead of everything else is um is that is that is the accountability that we have within the romanian church now for those of you out those of you out there who aren't familiar with the romanian church um everyone's mom knows everyone else's mom so we we all know each other uh, we all know each other's families. Um, it helps when it comes to finding a potential spouse because you just ask about, you know, their, you know how's this family? How's this and that? Oh, no? Okay, see you later. Um, or yes, I'm going for it. So we, we know each other uh, and we didn't. We don't need social media to do that. We know each other from families dating all the way back like 50 years ago in Romania. So having that aspect to our community really uh, keeps us in check. So for me, like growing up, um, I couldn't get really, I couldn't really get myself into trouble because I was scared of what my parents would do to me if um, I would, you know, tarnish their reputation or, or oh, like oh, Yonescu's kid did this or did that, you know, and they always would threaten me like, don't you ever do this, don't you ever do that, don't you ever bring shame to our family, you know, it sounds like such a tiger mom kind of thing, but it's true, and because if you if you're messing up, you know, word gets around, and then and then there's there's um you know there's talk and you know 
people know what you do people know who you are and it helps us stay on the right track mm -hmm. so when we're, we're, we're when we reach a certain crossroads and we're like okay do i make this mistake or do i stay on the right track we can always fall back on the thought of okay i can't do that because i got this huge remaining community over here that's just gonna like destroy me if 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 that happens and um i mean there are certain benefits there are benefits to that yeah. too it's not just you know oh fear of sin um which is a good thing but um you should pursue christ you should pursue holiness as a as opposed to uh, avoid trying to be wrong so um but there are good things in that too where let's say you're moving from one church to another that pastor can ask your previous pastor okay how is this how is this family how's this guy is he all right is he a troublemaker is he causing problems is he not um can he serve in a certain capacity so i think that's the benefit to it but like from my personal experience that's how i've kind of remained in the church and yeah. kind of stopped myself from going too far into sin um was because of that reputation that i try to maintained through the accountability that we have in the remaining community yeah that accountability is super important and it's it's and and i think that's one of the aspects of a healthy community is that accountability and accountability where hey i'm gonna open up you know to you about my troubles about the things that i'm dealing with but also you challenging me challenging me to grow spiritually and to become better and it challenging me to to seek god to seek holiness to to seek his face you know above all of the things that we might be dealing with you know and obviously like no community is perfect right like uh you know something would happen here in in california and then three hours later you get a call from someone halfway across the world and be like hey like what happened at your church this sunday morning yep. you know <laughs> you know so um definitely you know news spreads so quick so fast and you don't even know how sometimes but but i think that you know accountability that we have towards one another and you know along with that fear of of sin um but also that pursuit of holiness and that challenge to to be better and 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 to seek god and to seek his seek his face i think is something that's so amazing so we kind of touched upon like the benefits of being in a community such as our community here in, in uh, the U.S. and the remaining community. So you mentioned earlier in your introduction that you grew up being involved with, with worship, with ministry, with all of that. So how, in, how has this remaining community impacted uh, your personal growth with Christ? Yeah, I mean, I can say that I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for my church community. And not just my church community, but, you know, our community just across the United States. Um, and being a part of worship and, and music for such a long time, you know, I've had the, the honor and the privilege of, of, you know, playing at, like, conferences, getting to know people, getting to hear people's passions, getting to hear what drives them, getting to meet with other musicians and, and build that connection, you know, with other people across the United States. Um, and it's just such a beautiful thing when we can all just get together to just worship the Lord all under one roof and know that there's more things that bring us together than that separate us. Although a lot of times it feels like more things separate us than bring us together. Um, but I know in my own personal life, I wouldn't be where I am right now without my community and the people that fasted and prayed for me. You know, whenever I had like a tough exam or whenever I've I've been down and and just couldn't get back up or when I was discouraged or I didn't know where to take it I didn't have direction 
you know, there were always people there and I, there were people that I can always talk to and open up to kind of give me that direction, that support in prayer. Um, and that's something that's, that's so amazing about being a part of a church and being part of a group of believers because they aren't here to tear you down. You know, in a true Christ-like community, we aren't here to tear each other down. We're here to build each other up. Each other up. We're here to correct each other, right? We're here to keep each other accountable, but ultimately it's for, it's for growth and it's for coming together and growing together in Christ. Yeah, and I, I can relate to your statement of if, if had I not grown up in this community, I don't think I were I would be where I am today. And I mean, it depends. It depends where you come from. People who are attending and serve at a you know a, a bigger you know we call it mega church, but maybe not so mega. Maybe like a bigger American church with a couple thousand members. Their, their body isn't treated or doesn't have the same opportunities to serve as, you know, the remaining community. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have outlets for people to serve. They, they, I think they do a great job at creating certain ministries where people can get plugged in. Uh, but sometimes we, as the sinful man, you know, we become complacent, we become lazy, we become... Uh, you know, uncommitted. So we don't always pursue those certain things. For example, uh, the way that I got started in worship was um, one of the worship leaders contacted me when I was uh, 13, 14 years old. And, you know, if you, you take that same attitude, that same personality, and you put them in that other environment uh, where, you know, people don't know you, because the worship leader, who he knew me, he knew my family, he knew that I had a musical background. So he contacted me, he's like, hey, why don't you come play uh, once a month on our Friday nights? And I was like, okay, sure. As long as I can get a ride, you know, because I wasn't driving back then. Um, but you take that same person, you put them in a different environment. Um, does that person become, you know, a worship leader uh, 10 years down the line? Does that person serve at a, at a capacity where they're serving right now? And I mean, I thank God every day for the community that I have been in, you know, that I've grown uh, up in here. And I mean, I, I look back and I think I'm like, man, if I, there, there were times, there were times where, you know, cause we become frustrated with the community. Yeah, I, I know, um, especially, I know you do a lot. I know you 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 lead the worship over there. You're involved in many different ministries. You are involved with the youth, and um, I'm not sure if you can relate to me here, but um, as I'm kind of doing somewhat similar, there are certain frustrations that come with it, and you yeah. become overworked. Um, I know I, my, the first episode I did was a church burnout. I, I did it with Marius, and we talked about certain things where you serve in a, in a certain way at a certain capacity and people become used to it. They start, uh, you know, neglecting your well-being, and they start using you more and more and more. And then you just become more exhausted, more exhausted, more exhausted. And those are, I think some of the downfalls that we have with this, where people don't know how to set boundaries. But, um, aside from all of that, I'm still grateful for how God has used me in this community, how I've been able to grow with Christ, how I've yeah. been able to serve, whether it's in, um, you know, worship, whether it's in speaking, whether it's, you know, doing a podcast here. I don't think I, if I had, I grown in every other, any other community. Um, I mean, the only reason I'm doing this is because I had a base of Romanians that I could reach out to. I mean, if I, if I grew up in the American community, I have like three work friends and you know, what am I doing there? Uh, but the fact that we have this platform over here where I can have a guest from all over, you know, people get different guests from all over the country and, you know, share their testimony, share what God has put on their hearts. I mean, 
that comes from this and the root of that is the community that i was brought up brought up in yeah and i think you brought up such a really great point i kind of want to hone in on that for just a second about how you know a worship leader from your church kind of came and contacted you because he just kind of heard that you played a musical instrument Mm -hmm. and they wanted you to get involved i think that it's so important for us to get to know the people that are sitting next to us absolutely and to get to know the people at our youth to get to know the people that are you know come to church on sundays you know and part of that is becoming open and doing life with people you know like we if if we go back to acts 2 right where the passage that we read you know it says in verse 46 they day by day so it wasn't just like once in a while like this was a lifestyle for them Day by day, they gathered in the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts in their homes. Like they didn't just do church together. They didn't just come to rehearsals every day of the week and they kind of knew each other, but they took it a step further and they said, hey, let's have lunch together. Let me get to know you. Let me see what you're about, you know? Um, you know, one of the things that I really love about our, our church community too is whenever there's you know, a brother or sister that comes from Romania and that shows up to church on Sunday morning, there's always, you know, people around them saying like, you know, you know, or my favorite, you know, whenever I go visit a new place, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? <laughs> like, like who, who do you belong to? Yeah, who's are you? <laughs> um, but like, you know, I'll never forget, you know, some, some instances where, you know, we had a brother who just came from Romania, came and visited our church one Sunday morning and then one Sunday morning there was like three or four guys around around him saying you know do you have anything to work what are you working here I'll take you on I'll hire you I don't know anything about you but I know you're a Christian I know you're Romanian I know you know you have I know your extended family so I'm automatically gonna gonna trust you and you know provide a way and provide a way for you to feed your family you know I think that's such a amazing and such a beautiful like picture of what a godly community looks like and then that person you know gets plugged into church starts serving at church you know and other than that but it's like the the community that we build outside of the four walls of the church that we build outside of scheduled rehearsal time for worship team or you know youth meetings at on friday at eight o'clock you know it's those extended times where we work together where we meet up together after hours and build that relationship well with that statement jason you just double the length of our podcast episode because (laughs) that is probably the best point you could have made about the remaining community um there's so i mean i don't have personal experience with this which is probably why it didn't uh, come to mind um i kind of went my own avenue when it came to my career and i probably the same for you uh but people who like People come from Romania and have an extensive background in construction. Um, they, they, they come here, especially in Southern California, where we're so, the market is so saturated with contractors and the construction mm-hmm. construction is thriving here. Um, they move over here, they don't really know anyone, but the fact, like you said, the fact that they're Romanian, that they're Christian, that we know where they came from when they were asked, um, they, they get hooked up with a job just like that. Or uh, let's say a, you know, a young man doing construction from another part of the country, you know, mar- gets married to a girl who's from here, moves over here, guess what? He's got uh, her whole family who are all you know contractors and kind of gets them plugged into the system, gets their clients, 
clients. There's a lot of networking. And um, even, you know, with our family business, we, we do a lot of networking with Romanians too. We, you know, give each other jobs and vice versa. And I, I mean, that now that I have not seen anywhere else. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, um, you know, I, I, I know I have personal friends who, who are in, who, when they're in school and they have time off, they just pick up some construction work over over their breaks and they're able to support themselves like that and, and that's like amazing the fact that we have people and they're not random people because our families yeah. know them they're people in the church people we know people that you know we hold each other accountable and we're working we're we're getting along we're we're benefiting one another and i think that's just another avenue another way that we can uh support each other like like paul tells us and um and the different in like Galatians as we read and, and uh, Hebrews and um, I think that's one of the best things about this community yeah. the fact that we can support each other not only spiritually through prayer through fasting through intercession through discipleship but um, financially as well through the different um, business uh, avenues that we have here in this community and like when the rubber meets the road you know when all is said and done and you know the church service is over and everybody's sang their songs and their sermons have been preached and the word of God has been preached. You know, at the end of the day, you know, what we do after that come Monday, like not necessarily on Sunday, but like when Monday hits, what do we do to support each other? What do we do to make sure that we all, that everybody has everything that they need? You know, what do we do to make sure that we're growing spiritually together outside of the rehearsals and, you know, the busyness of, 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 of things of church life? What do we do to invest in the younger generation? What do we do to invest in the newcomers? You know, like the new Christians, the people that are growing. I like that you brought that up because there's one underlying question when it comes to this Romanian community. And it's something that we've been, that's been staring at us right in the face. Mm. And it's something that we need to address very soon because there, there's coming a point where our culture is integrating with the culture of the world. And I'm not saying the world as in like a sinful sense. I'm saying the world as in like a different background than we do. Yeah. And sometimes we're a bit closed off because we like things a certain way. But, you know, as we wrap this episode up as this uh, as a statement, um, how would you how would you instruct Romanians in this community to be more open to expanding their community to others around them. For example, people from a different ethnic background coming into the church, serving to the church. How would you recommend, how would you instruct our community to handle that situation? So I think one thing we can do to address that question is to really do what we're good at mm -hmm. as Romanians. And that's, you know, the things that we talked about before, you know, we see newcomers coming in that maybe they don't share our traditions, they don't share our, our culture, they don't share a lot of these things, but praying and fasting for them and making sure that their needs and their their the, their supplications are addressed, mm -hmm. you know, it's making sure that, you know, they get plugged in and plugged in into a place where you know, they can feel part of something that's bigger than themselves, you know? And I think that's one thing we do so well. Um, we're a lot of us, like our churches, you know, we're smaller, we're not big mega churches. Like there are very few people that come to church, you know, sit on a bench and then just leave. Like we know everybody. Let's make an effort to get to know people, 
to see people, to, to, to walk with people, to see them as more than just, you know, people, guests showing up on Sundays, but really trying to say, hey, come and join what we have here. Come and join our community and our, and our, and our group, our, our church, where um, it's just something so great and, and, and something that can really help them grow spiritually to the next level. And from what I've seen, the very few that have made it across our tough barrier, um, I've just seen them thrive. And, you know, you get past the language barrier and you see this community that really cares for one another, that intercedes for one another, supports one another. And we're just all so close. And I see those uh, non-Romanians come and they're, they're hanging out as part of our groups. They're coming to our events. They're, they're excited. They're bringing their friends. And that itself is a blessing. And hopefully, I think if we improve our attitude and maybe become a little more open to this, uh, you know, to the non-Romanian community, uh, we can share the passion that we have for serving not only Christ, but serving one another with the world. And I think that not only can have a major impact within ourselves, within the church, but I think within the overall community that we are serving in. And hopefully, if that spreads throughout the world, because that's what Christ calls us to do. He calls us to yeah. preach to every nation, and not just not just America, not just Orange County, not just uh, you know here in uh, Anaheim or Anacrime, as we like <laughs> to call it, um, but to every nation in the world, good or bad, everywhere. So. Um, Jason, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I know this is something that is near and dear to our hearts, and I'm glad that you were able to share um, your your personal thoughts on this on this uh, topic. Yeah, thanks for having me, Marcus. Had a really great time. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. And as you finish up your fourth year of medical school, uh, I think the next time we'll have you on this episode, I'm going to have to address you as Dr. Jason Koshman. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. But um, thanks again for being here. Um, before we uh, uh, send ourselves off, uh, how, if people want to reach you on social media, how can they reach you? Yeah, so I, I have a Facebook, Jason Cosman. You could just search me up. Um, also, on, I'm on Instagram, um, JSN Cosman. And then I will tag your Instagram handle on our Instagram post. And for us, we are on Instagram at the Potter's House. Um, we are, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always reach us at our email, thepottershouse at gmail.com. We are available um, on different platforms such as iTunes, Spotify, uh, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Uh, if you are listening through the iTunes, the, the podcast app on your iPhone, uh, please scroll down and either leave a starred review or leave a written review. Um, it not only helps with, uh, the feedback not only helps with me improving what I, on what I need to improve on, but it also uh, helps with the exposure of the podcast via the algorithm that iTunes has. So please, if you're listening on that, even if you're not listening on iTunes and you're going through the Spotify, uh, please go to your podcast app on your iPhone, scroll down, uh, tap the stars. And if you really want to leave a written review, I would really appreciate it. And I promise I will read it. So uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in and we will see you next time.